Global, sparking innovative thoughts. Hello, you're listening to Texas Global Podcast. I'm Chowo Ratyong Jiranon Erpupe, the Texas Global Content Editor. Today, we're going to take a look at the future of esports in 2020. As Singtel launches the PVP Esports Corporate Championship and PVP Esports Campus Championship, Texas Senior Content Editor Isari Dulakasim speaks to Cindy Tan, the head of marketing of international group Singtel, on the future of esports. Okay, so uh, actually, at first, I would like you to just talk a little bit about how Singtel um, support the uh, esport industry and and about the P, uh, PVP mm-hmm. competition as well. Okay, so um, as I was sharing uh, earlier, so Singtel as a group is actually uh, pretty regional in our footprint. So it's an association uh, associates with our telcos in um, AI. Can can I restart? Oh, is it? Yes, sure. Sorry, I was like suddenly, yeah. Okay, okay. so um, I think Singtel, first and foremost, is not just about Singapore, it's actually as a group. We have presence in Thailand, in Indonesia, in Philippines, in India, and even in Australia through our associates. And to this end, um, actually, we are now harnessing and hunting as a pack when it comes to digital initiatives and you know pursuing things that are of uh, passion points of youths and millennials. So gaming and esports is one of the uh, areas which we feel that um, within our region and our associates super super aligned in our footprint of what we want to do and we truly believe that this is uh, the way forward for us to be in the digital age and to be you know exploring you know the new tech that is to come for example you know 5G and all of that future connectivity. Yeah. Why do you think esports is interesting? Esports, I think, okay, esports would be often seen as a subset of uh, gaming, right? Mm-hmm. Um, given that, you know, there are games that are played and, you know, there are prize monies to be won. But in itself, it is actually having a very um, uh, multi, I would say multi-genre uh, coverage in a sense. Mm-hmm. It's also entertainment. Mm-hmm. It's also uh, about, you know, spectatorship where you have it uh, online and also offline when at events per se. So it is more than just gaming, the way I see it. It has extension that could go into popular entertainment in the content space, um, into you know new content media, reality shows, and all of that is to come. I think the key difference that esports have is bringing the emotions of gamers to life. And not just the gamers emotion but also infecting those emotions to the viewers who are watching the gameplays okay so through working with many telco companies in different countries like you said uh, in thailand indonesia and india Mm -hmm. so how does singtel see the emerging trends of esport in in each country Uh, okay first uh collectively in in every country, they are definitely in a fast double-digit rising trend because esports at the back of esports is actually the whole gaming trend. It is you know fast uh, increasing, continue to be so, um, prompted by various factors. Number one is the digitalization and the fact that now mobile and connectivity um, are now made a lot more you know um, affordable and commonplace. Um, secondly, is also the kind of games. Uh, 
and the abundance and availability of them being rolled out at a much faster speed and in much greater volumes than before. So game developers and publishers, they are also stepping up uh, year on year on the kind of innovation and the kind of appeal on the multi-genre games um, that they're giving to you know, the gamers and consumers. So that is why it pushes forward in each and every country the whole wave of gaming and esports. So uh, collectively, it has more than doubled, in fact. If you were to compare statistics from 2016 to now, you know, 2019 or 2000, about 38 million right now. Previously, it was in the zone of, you know, 15. And in fact, in 2018, it was just about 24 million um, esports enthusiasts and uh, per se. So I would say the entire industry is really, you know, fast growing at the backbone of all these factors, be it say from the game developers or from the digitalization of our devices and connectivity. Mm -hmm. So it seems like eSport has moved into mainstream, more mainstream, and it has been featured in many sports even, of like, you know, the whole, for the whole world, like Olympics and Asian Games. Why, why, why do you think, you know, like what, what are the reasons behind that and how many job opportunities that it could create? Mm. Okay, I think mainstream has a spectrum. So if you say soccer, mm -hmm. um, is the ultimate mainstream where actually soccer as an ecosystem, be it say the teams, the players, the nationalities and the countries it, it reaches is at the extreme end. From an industry ecosystem perspective, esports is still a, a baby in the beginnings that is still not that mainstream when it comes to the industry monetization. However, to the certain demographics of the youth and millennials, esports as an engagement is super mainstream because that's one thing that they're watching video content on the you know competition and gameplays they're watching esports influencers and celebrities you know streaming to them that it occupies a huge part of their lives so but to make esports more mainstream when it comes to the whole as an industry mm -hmm. still a lot of work to be done yeah mm -hmm. so um can you talk a little bit about the pvp competition the PvP esports? Yeah, esports. Okay, so in I think PvP esports is I think about one and a half years now. We have actually launched PvP esports back in October 2018 with a pro championship uh, event held in Singapore. You know, top pro teams uh, were invited and you know came down to Singapore to compete. In fact, you know, Team Secret, you know, uh, uh, and who else was it? PGL, Fnatic, and you know, and PGL, I think was there uh, and the prize pool was 300,000 USD. So it was like a landmark flagship event that happened in Singapore. It was also the first ever multi-game, uh, multi-title uh, competition. So typically such a big tournament would be behind only one game title. But for us, there were more than one games, there were three games in total. So that made a difference. And it also was the platform first ever that the regional uh, final champions that our associates uh, have actually you know, qualified and conducted, get to you know, go to uh, a regional place and compete for more prize pool and also get to meet some of the global you know, top players. So to, to us, this is symbolic because this is also the first time that you know, globally in Liquipedia, you know, it got pinned that there was actually you know, su such a league happening in, in Southeast Asia, this part of our world. Moving on, it was a very successful event and we still have that you know, in view in our consideration as we move into uh, the years to come and also what we are planning for. What we realized is 
there is this part about community that must happen at the same time beyond the big fanfare of you know the big championships mm -hmm. community means really working with the grassroots working with the gamers themselves who have high potential working with the federations mm -hmm. of esports associations mm -hmm. So 2019, I would say, was a built year, a year of built for us to start, you know, um, doing a good foundation. Also to start stating what is our brand purpose, you know, what does PVP eSports stand for? I think um, some may ask, are you an event organizer? Are you, uh, are you coming up with a league of sorts? Actually, we are here as a platform which is all about inclusiveness because our value comes in two fronts. One, our associates have their businesses and their products and services which they're doing and in that the gaming and esports tournaments are tied to you know the product packages right be it say zero rated sim cards and all mm -hmm. um, for us this allows us a differentiation meaning at the local level there are competition in the competitive telco that can also go behind esports also do the same thing but what is different is they now for let's say AIS there's this uh, secondary platform which is the regional leagues that they can now go to so in itself, there is more you know, um, excitement and also more opportunities that differentiate um, what we do versus you know, what the local players can only do. So do you plan to expand this tournament into other countries? In Southeast Asia? Actually, in Malaysia, there was, uh, in fact, some the, in our corporate uh, league last year, mm -hmm. regional corporate league, Malaysia was there and we worked through our partners. Mm -hmm. So there are also partners, be it telco or non-telco, mm -hmm. that the partnership team actually reach out and engages to, mm -hmm. for sure. And we, we also recognize um, in Myanmar and, you know, some of these, um, you know, Mekong countries, mm -hmm. uh, we are uh, reviewing to see how we can partner more closely with uh, the Thai Federation and also AIS team to see that uh, the kind of reach out that could uh, happen. Um, but in this way where it is not through the presence of our telcos and associates, it's actually through partnerships. Mm -hmm. So um, when we talk about eSports, there are some uh, different opinions about it. So some people might presume it as uh, like gaming addiction, you know, and some, some people might see benefit, benefit from it. So what, what is your opinion on that? To me, I think um, as with everything in excess is bad and mm -hmm. gaming is one thing which we do recognize that, you know, there is also some dark side of gaming if you don't address it. So for us, we are very clear on, on the kind of game titles that we go behind needs to be, you know, not about extreme violence uh, and not about um, too, too much of a realism of, of that kind of violence per se. Um, healthy gaming, responsible gaming is definitely what we stand for. Um, when, we, when we share the plans uh, and the plan that we had uh, and, and did when we went into the campuses and the schools having that leaks, it's not just about because you know, we want to be talking to the students, it's also at the same time um, providing a safe, healthy environment for them and for the schools and the authorities know that at Singtel Group through PVP Esports, we stand for something which um, is not um, super 100% commercial. Uh, we, we are not pushing things uh, uh, you know, to them in their face. Also at the same time, we respect the teachers and uh, opinions about how much of a gameplay <laughs> to be playing and what are the titles that they feel more acceptable. So there's actually a gatekeeper when it comes to reaching out to the much younger population. And we do believe that it is from young, that they know what are the necessarily necessary things that they need to be um, conscious of and be aware of, um, that they can then have the right mindset as they, uh, as they you know, get older. 
I see. So um, talking about 5G, so how will 5G play a role in the e-sport industry and will there be any major changes from the 5G infrastructure? I would say 5G, uh, a lot of us uh, are aware that 5G you know, use cases in the consumer front is um, still um, quite lacking. In the B2B front, you know, when it comes to you know, transportation, medical, it is uh, uh, having clearer you know, use cases and, and uh, on that. So for us, we believe 5G, one of the most relevant one would be on gaming. It's because of the super speed and connectivity. Um, the lower latency and for that to come is also the imbue and the merger of all things fun and entertaining. So uh, you would see AR being able to come a lot more alive through 5G. Um, some of the big spectator show that you see in the League of Legends 2018, you know, um, marquee event which is like a super pop concert with AR effects. That of course is a multi-million dollar kind of a showcase. Um, but with 5G, it's it's not to say it's not going to cost, it, it, it probably will cost as well, but it will be much more easier to execute and also much uh, the kind of permutation that we believe can be uh, presented to the audiences will be you know, completely uh, more accessible and possible. So here we are building the community, it is also with 5G um, in our mind that we do want to experiment and work with partners for. So one count is also on, uh, for example, Razer is one of our partners that we're experimenting on what kind of a content that we can be doing behind it when it comes to 5G. And of course, our device uh, making partners, you know, the, 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 the big device manufacturers are also very keenly behind the scenes working with us on that. Okay, so lastly, could you please um, con uh, conclude Singtel's vision of the e-sport you know, industry and you know, the future? I think for Singtel Group as a whole, uh, which has the PVP esports brand, as well as in the individual associates, where they have, uh, for example, AIS Esports, Dunia Game Intel in Indonesia, and then PPGL in uh, Globe Philippines. Collectively, we are all about, you know, um, embracing the passion points of our youth and millennials. I think the vision is at the end to build a very engaged community as a whole for Southeast Asia. The reason why we must unite as Southeast Asia is because individually we can only do this much and you know uh, collectively the kind of games titles, the kind of uh, interaction as a whole gets to be a whole lot more. And behind this, we believe that it's also about inclusiveness. Um, one thing that I was uh, really, really observing even out of today is for a fact, the female representative Right, we have a lot of uh, in in <laughs> at the corporate photo taking or the the campus, you know, the the teams and going up there. Maybe some of the females, uh, you know, ha have not showed up. But out of twenty seven campus, you know, representatives, I only have like four to five females. Mm -hmm. I was counting in my mind. I remember the the figure was twenty percent female. <laughs> Engaged in esports, and personally myself, I play games. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm not into esports. I don't game competitively, but I play a lot of. Um, mobile games as well, uh, per se. So I, I, I see this is one zone on inclusiveness that I really want us to do more for, be it from gender perspective, be it from you know opportunity perspective, reaching out to the younger audience and partnering with you know the authorities like schools and the federations to ensure that you know they have the opportunity to advance in their you know gaming pursuit in a rightful way. 
um, be it say through the Sea Games or more of these you know uh, existing platforms and new platforms. Um, and also, the differentiation we like to bring is uh, a new focus on the content. So we do not want to see ourselves as just a tournament or a league presenter that is just about competing in games. It's also about building the ecosystem on the content front. Yeah. Thank you so much. That was our talk on the future of esports here in Southeast Asia with Singtel. Special thanks to our senior content editor Isari Julagasim for that cool conversation. For more on that topic, or if you want to join our community, check out our website texas.co. Until next time, bye bye. Sauce, sparking innovative thoughts.